Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday from 5 to 6. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements, and welcome to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers, we're live from our home away from home, Dirty Martin's Place, the home of the Big 12 champion, Texas Longhorn football team. Yeah, they won today. We're going to talk a lot of football and a lot of golf. We'll have some special guests throughout the night. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Dirty Martin's Place here on Guadalupe, the home of the iconic OT Burger, the Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, the Muni Conservancy, Maudie's Tex-Mex, Donald Ross Sportswear, Adele Golf, Zilker Belts, and Tyrios, a new way to invest in real estate, www.tyrios.ai. Scotty, good afternoon. A lot of golf and a lot of football to talk about. Talk about. Let's talk about with the Texas Longhorns who uh, demolished Oklahoma State earlier this afternoon in Arlington at Jerry World. 49-21. What a performance by the Texas Longhorns. And I think it's partly because Texas is on a nice roll beating a very bad Texas Tech team and a mediocre Oklahoma State team. It's a lot because Texas is playing good and again a lot because Oklahoma State's playing bad. But so far so good today uh, and last night I think Washington winning helped our chances of being in the four-team playoff. Um, you know if Alabama wins this game I think we're in. And now I know that says that there will be no S and, and assuming Florida State wins, right? That's saying that there's no SEC team in. Mm-hmm. It would be that's right. Michigan, yeah. Washington, Texas, Florida State. Now, I don't like committees. Let me just say that I don't like committees that I'm not on. <laughs> and so because they sometimes make decisions I don't agree with. If Agreed. I'm not yeah, on the those committees. committees. Well, let's get you up to date on that score. Bama leads Georgia in the third quarter now from Atlanta, seventeen to seven. So, uh, explain again what you're saying. If Bama wins, it's good for Texas. We all know in week two of the season, Texas won by double digits in Tuscaloosa. Your thinking is, again, if I may speak for you, if Bama wins, Bama nor Georgia will be in the Final Four? Well, if Florida State wins, okay, you got Florida State undefeated, you got Washington undefeated, you got Michigan undefeated. Mm -hmm. Who are you going to put in that fourth slot? Are you going to put Alabama in when we beat Alabama? I don't think so. Are you going to let Georgia come in because they've won two national championships? In a row. In a row. Are you going to let Alabama in because they win today? Again, it's up to the committee, and I don't like that. See, I think it's better if Texas fans pull for Georgia because if Georgia wins, Alabama is knocked out with the two losses. They're not in the equation at all. It oil all boils down to me to Florida State tonight against Louisville, and we don't know if the backup quarterback for Florida State is going to be able to play. They may have to go tonight against Louisville, Scotty, with a freshman third-team quarterback against Louisville, who's not that bad a team. They lost last week to a mediocre Kentucky team. Louisville's 10-2 on the year. Florida State is undefeated. I think if Florida State wins, the committee will not deny an undefeated ACC champion a spot. I agree with you. And, and no matter what the injury situation is, they've earned it through the whole season. 
and I don't think they'll get knocked out of a spot. I really don't, unless it's a game where each team fumbles about four times, mm-hmm. and it's just a terrible game between I, Florida, I, I, Florida State. I, I, and you know, I've, I've had this discussion all week with Jeff on 1027 ESPN, and Ben's going to be here a little bit. We, we have disagreed on this. From looking at the two teams, the last, we haven't seen Florida State tonight. We saw him last week. Texas, even though they played a lowly Tech team, Florida State played a bad Florida team, Texas is looking better than Florida State is. And so do you take the whole body of work or do you do what have you done for me lately? I, I, I just think an undefeated conference champion team, Florida State, it's so hard to deny them. I, I agree. But conversely, I think it would be so hard to deny and the you know it would be the biggest uh, fight since the Civil War if a team from the South, the Southeastern Conference, is not selected as a Final Four team, a champion, even if Alabama wins and wins the SEC champion. That's going to be really hard to believe that they would leave SEC champion out of it. Ed, who's on the committee? Uh- <laughs> well, the head of the committee is the chairman, is, a, is the athletic director for NC State an ACC uh, school. So uh, I think he probably has bias. Everybody has bias. He probably has bias to protect the ACC somewhat. I don't know if if he recuses himself when they talk about Florida State or not, but there are a lot of snares. I will agree with you. It was good for Texas that Washington won because if Oregon would have won last night, that kind of muddles up the deal about both teams had one loss. They you know beat each other. Yada da 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 da. Both were ahead of Texas. So I think one thing we know: I think Oregon State's history. Oregon, no, excuse me, not Oregon State. Ohio State is history. Ohio State's history. Oregon's now history since they lost yes. last night. So yes. two of the teams in front of Texas were going to jump. I think it's just a question of whether we end up three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. And I do think if if Alabama wins, Florida State loses, Texas jumps to three. And would play Washington in the Rose Bowl. Uh, possibly, yeah, I think. And that... it'd be Michigan and, and um, Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Is that where the other game it is? is, in, it's in, is, New is in the Sugar Bowl. It is in. It is. Excuse me. It's in. It's in New Orleans. Yeah. See, I'd always pictured Texas would be the fourth team in. I still think. Well, it could. It could be. See, could if be Alabama's bad. one of the four, we got to be in front of you Alabama. Gotta, you're exactly right. So that would force Texas to go to play in the Rose Bowl yeah, against Michigan more than likely. But they were mentioning... No, Washington. Washington's going to be two. Michigan's going to be one if they win tonight. Okay. Georgia Georgia is number one coming into all this. Yes. Michigan is number two. Two. You're you're exactly right. So that would be Michigan... Washington. Michigan and Washington? Would be two. That's if Georgia gets beat. Okay. In the bulk, it would be Michigan versus one versus four. You're saying Alabama. That's Michigan, if Alabama wins and Michigan, Florida State Alabama, loses. Michigan, Alabama, then Washington and Texas. Texas. Again, and I met <laughs> last year in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. So it's... We're going to know in about four hours uh, at least what happens with Florida State, which yes. is really important. So It is, it, it, and, and I still think it, it, is, it, is, it is all on that Florida State game. I don't know, but the committee can do some really goofy things. Georgia is driving right now. They trail 17 to 7. So, who knows if it's a late minute field goal game? I don't know who they would select. 
I don't know. Let's 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 talk about golf for the next segment <laughs> and let this play out a little bit. We're going to keep talking football. Oh, yeah. and you and Ben oh, yeah. have the six to seven hour sure. on the end zone club. So yeah. uh, speculation is hard, you it, know, it because is. you is. can do that like you and Jeff do, and you have sure. fun with it during the week. Yeah. On your show is great, by the way. Well, thank from you. From four to six, but I tell you what, you can lay out any scenario but you never know what's going to no, happen but you know one thing texas did what they had to do today a four touchdown yes. victory over uh oklahoma state they were favored by 15 points they covered the spread they were dominating i found it interesting before we go to break how it appeared that steve sarkeesian sort of dialed it back in the third quarter and texas did nothing in the third quarter then in the fourth quarter they start passing again they start scoring again so i don't know what happened but they they really I think revved it up in the fourth quarter. Well, they wore down Oklahoma State, yeah. which has some injuries and, yeah. and is just not a very good team. Uh, one thing Texas has done is made the games against Kansas State that we nearly lost, against the University of Houston and TCU. that was in danger, and TCU. Yeah. Yeah. We've forgotten about how, how those games we just skated by. Right, really. right. Texas has been very charmed, yes. except for the final minute 15 against uh, the Boomer Sooners. That was the only, only bad, but, you know, thankfully... Kansas State went brain dead in the final two minutes of that deal in overtime. Uh, thankfully, uh, AD was able to catch that long pass from Quinn in the waning seconds of the TCU game, or TCU probably would have scored. And then thanks to a, uh, a great mark by, this, by the yeah. Big 12 officials in the Houston game. So uh, they've been a charmed team, and will they be charmed tomorrow at 11 a.m. when they uh, <laughs> pick the final four? Okay, uh, Alabama and Georgia. Georgia inside the Bama. Uh, 15-yard line, it's a third and seven, and the Georgia quarterback rolling, 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 throwing, 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 and it's incomplete. So decision time for Kirby Smart. Field does, goal. does he go for the field goal, and he's bringing him, or does he? Yeah, it looks like he's going to bring the field goal kicker in. All right, we'll keep you up to this. Also, uh, we'll get you up to date on the Hero Challenge down in the Bahamas that has a really big Longhorn flare. And big news for all golfers about golf balls. Scotty will explain that and also Scotty will tell us about uh, the 4T charity event by Sergio and Angela Garcia that concluded today at Barton Creek Country Club. Scotty was a part of it for the last two nights. Uh, we'll get you up to date to that and much, much more. Well, let's let's wait till this field goal. Georgia lines up for this field goal on a fourth down. Kick is up. It's true and it's good. So now it's 17 to 10 Alabama over Georgia. If you're driving back to, from Dallas today in Arlington, drive safely. And thanks for listening to the 15th Club on KLBJ, part of Sports Saturday. We'll be back with more from Dirty Martin's Place right after this. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Hi, this is Luke Wilson, and you're listening to The 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements on KLBJ. Thanks so much, Luke, and welcome back to The 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Texas Mutual Insurance, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. You know what movie that song's from? Uh, ain't that a kick in the head? Uh... Uh, tell me. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. The first 11. Ocean's Eleven. What a great movie that was. Yeah. Well, you and Jeff were doing your Good song movies, thing. Yeah. Welcome back to Dirty Martin's Place, uh, the iconic hamburger joint on the drag. Your place to watch college football action tonight. We're watching Alabama and the Georgia Bulldogs right now. Alabama leads Georgia 17-7. to 7. 
17 to 7 for the SEC championship earlier today. The Horns down Oklahoma State 49 21. Uh, also, uh, later today, it's going to be Florida State versus Louisville from Charlotte, a rainy Charlotte in the ACC championship. And Michigan meets Iowa tonight for the Big Ten championship. Michigan favored by 22. I would love to see uh, Iowa win that game. But Longhorns did what they needed to do and uh, as they wait and see if they're going to be in the Final Four. A lot of discussion about who should be in and who should be out. Uh, Scotty, let's talk a little golf because it is the Hero World Challenge from Albany in the Bahamas. The big story about this tournament is the return of Tiger Woods. But a big story for Texas Longhorns fans and Austin residents is Scotty Scheffler is the leader after three rounds. Scotty fired a 65 today. He now has a three-shot lead over Matt Fitzpatrick, a five-shot lead over Justin Thomas, and then there's a group at minus 10, six-back, including Jason Day, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, and fellow Longhorn Jordan Spieth. I watched a little bit of that today in between uh, football. Beautiful golf course. And Scotty, uh, just, you know, just business as usual for the man they call Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, and Scotty this week, oh, by the way, Tiger is in 16th place out of 20 players. Not playing too bad. He's at even par. Shot 71 today, rounds of 75, 70, and 71. Uh, the last place golfer is Will Zalatoris, who's coming back from surgery he shot 81 on Thursday, 68 yesterday, and 79 today. So uh, a little a little rust there for Will Zalatoris of Dallas. Yeah, good to see Will back, though, and uh, hope he plays a full schedule next year. Now, Scotty Scheffler, interestingly enough, this week said that John Rahm should be the player of the year. Wow. Rather than, you know, Scotty's had a great year, especially yeah. the first part of it. A little disappointing uh, from the second part of it, but... Um, he said John Rahm's the man. Speaking of which, the rumor is there, and it seems to be getting stronger all the time, that Rahm is going to go to live golf. You were at an event last night. Uh, Angela Garcia and Sergio Garcia raised a ton of money for three charities, Foster, Home, Dell Children, and our Save Muni group. And and Angela's Ugly oh, Foundation, yes, yeah, the bullying. Anti-bullying, uh, yeah. Anti-bullying. It, it was a great night. Uh, we've all come together for these different causes in town, and there were uh, there was a golf tournament today as part of the festivities. And uh, Sergio and Angela did a great job raising money for these uh, four endeavors that are so important to our city. But and Muni being one that's yeah. dear to our heart, but all of them are. There were some uh, live players in town: uh, Abraham Answer, Taylor Gooch. Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. And then Mark Brooks, our friend, who's usually with us on the 15th Club, was there as well. Um, was there talk about John Rahm possibly going? No, no there, was, there was really no, uh, no cocktail talk. Cocktail party chat or anything and David like that? Faraday was there, too, and they did a little panel discussion after the fundraising and, and before the dancing started. But... Um, yeah, no, they really didn't talk about Ron because I think they want to, you know, they they want to make sure it's a done deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, six hundred million, Good there's Lord. a lot of lot of talk about that number. Um, Are you thinking now that John Rom may take the money and run? Well, I mean that's a that's an enormous sum of money. Apparently, they're talking. And again, this is just rumor. Uh, Three hundred million up front and. The other 300 million paid over a few years. Wow! Now, what John Rom has 
uh, asserted, at least to the press, when asked about it, is that he's not going to sign until they change their format somewhat, hmm. which probably means 72 holes and maybe a few more players. Right. And just so that they can work towards getting uh, world golf points in the world rankings. Right. And I know they, they finally have set their schedule, but <clears throat> as we talked about last week on the 15th Club, there are a few holes in the live schedule. There's a, there's a couple of things they haven't announced yet. And they, who knows? They may go from 14 to 16 tournaments to uh, help, you know, with the excitement for if John Rahm does come on board. And I'm sure they'll give him a team uh, yeah. as they add players. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I know one, one thing, too. I sent you this article today. They're having sort of like a qualifying tournament this week for Liv over in Abu Dhabi. Uh, they've got a bunch of players who are trying to, that three spots are available. Three spots are available. Jason Duffner is one of the players over there. Jason Duffner lost everything. He's lost his card. He's lost his exemptions to get in. So he's trying to get into the Live Tour. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a perfect candidate. I'm, I'm sure he'd love to be able to uh, play for uh, you know, good competition and play for a lot of money every week at this stage in his career. He's a little older. He's a little older and has not been really not done anything since he won the PGA Championship. I'm not sure what his status is. On he the, has no status. On though. the PGA Tour? None. Well, None. he's just wanting to play certainly yeah. wherever he can. Now, uh, John Rahm's in a little different situation than some of the other guys that signed with Liv, too, because as the reigning Masters champion, he's in all the majors for the next five years. Exactly. So he doesn't have to worry really about those uh, the world golf rankings. Right. Not that he would fall out of there for years anyway because he's is he number one or scotty they go back and forth forth all the time i think he finished at number one yeah but yeah he he's in a totally different different situation than everybody else yeah and then jay monahan right quick uh has said that there will be an announcement probably before the end of the year about uh you know these ongoing negotiations with uh with live Mm -hmm. and the uh the pip fund or pif fund and uh and who knows who else is going to come in to invest in the in the tour going forward. There's a lot of moving parts. Jordan Spieth's back on the tour policy board. He took uh, Roy's spot when he got off. And, right. And Roy did that, I think, for he's just worn out. It's uh, a lot of, lot of things on his back. He's, just, yeah. he's been the face of the PGA Tour for the last year. So uh, it's an interesting time. I know we've got about a minute left. Golf balls are back in the news today. Yeah, they are. The RNA and USGA are um, moving towards, I mean, they say they're going to do it now, of um, they're going to roll back the ball slightly. According, That's some kind of a match between swing speed and contact of the ball with 317 yards kind of being the measurable distance. So when they roll back the ball for the pros in 2028 and for amateurs a couple years after that, the time's still up in the air, It'll be about a four or five percent different. Wow! But which is which is not a lot. I mean, it's maybe fifteen yards for mm-hmm. the pros, but it'll draw a line in the sand where the balls will not get any hotter. Yeah, I always and, thought that it would be for the pros, not for the amateurs, not for the amateurs. It's a surprise. It's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, and I'm really not is. sure I like it because uh, uh, being a little older, I like the distance I get. I think most golfers like it, too. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau did not like it. He mentioned it last night. He doesn't like it for himself, I know, because he likes to see that ball. He says, I, I can hit it further than anybody else. I like to see it 
get out there. And I said that's fun. Hey, our phone lines are always open on the 15th Club, 512-836-0590. Ed and Scotty, Ben Clements is here as we uh, monitor this Alabama-Georgia game. And right now, Alabama leads 17-10 to late in the third quarter. We're going to have more from Dirty Martin's Place, our home for football here on KLBJ Radio. The news is next on KLBJ. I got seven nights to rock. I got seven nights to roll. Seven nights I'm going to show my face with a different chicken in a different place. Seven nights to rock. I got seven nights to roll. Howdy, folks. This is Ray Benson of A Sleep at the Wheel, and you're listening to The 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Thanks so much, Ray Benson, and welcome back to The 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, live from Dirty Martin's Place, the iconic burger beer place on campus, just uh, in the shadow of the University of Texas on Guadalupe. If you're a sports fan, this is the place to come watch college football. We are tracking Alabama and Georgia right now. Had a nice crowd here for the Texas game. Uh, the Longhorn victory over Oklahoma State, 49-21. Later tonight, Florida State in Louisville in the ACC Championship where the weather is bad in Charlotte. Also tonight, it's going to be Michigan versus Iowa from Indianapolis. Iowa, the heavy underdog, but how sweet would it be to see Jim Harbaugh and Michigan go down, in my opinion, after the controversy they've had this year. Let's get you up to date. There's been a score change with Bama and Georgia. Alabama just recovered a fumble inside the 20-yard line, and they convert that to a field goal as Alabama now leads a score of 20-10 to 10 over the number one seed, Georgia Bulldogs. We welcome in Ben Clements into our broadcast area here at Dirty Martins. I don't know if you listened earlier. Scotty and I kind of have a different opinion on who should win this game. I think that the I, I want the Georgia Bulldogs to win to knock Alabama out of everything. And Scotty, your thoughts on this? Well, I said that if Alabama wins, uh, perhaps, and for and Florida State wins. Perhaps the SEC doesn't get a team, and we get that fourth spot. Because you're not going to put Alabama ahead of Texas, are you? No, you can't. You, you, you have to apply that head-to-head matchup. And if they both get in Texas-Alabama, Texas will be ahead at maybe number three with yeah, Alabama. Yeah, that's forward. what we're thinking if Florida State gets beat. Yeah, yeah. they they got to put that head-to-head no count here. But I, I, I agree with, with that on this, that I think Texas should be rooting for Georgia. But at the same time, though, who knows? But... In my mindset, Texas roots for Georgia because you don't want the controversy, you don't want the loose ends with Alabama because, say, Florida State does win tonight. With Alabama's win, that's, that's going to be difficult to decide who, who gets in, who doesn't. There are a lot of loose ends there. What Texas, champion goes Tech, in, but the, the head-to-head probably. Are, and then yeah. the thing about Florida State, too, they may have to be playing their third-string quarterback tonight yeah. against Louisville. Yeah, right now, guys, I, I think there's – and you disagree with me, Pop. I texted you. I, there's a good part of, part of me that thinks that the playoff committee, depending on how Florida State looks tonight, if it's a tight game, even if Florida State wins, I think they're out. I think they would put in Texas over Florida State at this point. I think – And it would be tough to be a 12-0 team or 13-0 team. It would be very tough, but I think it might happen. I don't think they'll ever do that. I just don't think they will. The eye test will probably tell you that Texas looks better than Florida State. Texas looked better than Florida State last week in the Longhorn win over, over Texas Tech. Well, let, let me say this. The, on the, they put a graphic up on the game today that said that Texas, in winning big, 
would have a 43% chance of jumping Florida State if they win tonight. Wow. Now, that's wow. less than 50%, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But there's a chance. Yeah. There's a better chance now than there was, yeah. you know, in Dallas when they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. Or when they had that run of close games, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. think the, 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 the thought of around the country is that, yeah, Louisville can, um, can beat Florida State tonight. I messaged uh, a coach in the ACC today, and he said, sure, Louisville could win because it's difficult to win with your backup quarterback, and then you're going to play the third-string quarterback. I won't name names of that ACC coach, but he says it could happen. Well, we were when we left here last week, when we left Dirties, and the, the crowd was really excited because Florida State was getting beat by Florida. And then they came back and, and won by, what, nine or ten points. And uh, so here we go again this week. I think it'll be a tight game with Louisville and Florida you State. You know, the, the national consensus, I, and that's amongst fans and people that watch the sport and the, and the media, and... Obviously, this is from Twitter, the most factual website yeah, yes. on the internet. X. But X, thank you. They need to put in the four best teams, and I think Texas proved today. And even the haters of Texas, Oklahoma fans and A&M fans, Texas today is one of the four best teams in the country, and you can't deny that that they would smoke Florida State if they play tomorrow. Yeah. Boy, Florida, that's, boy Florida, that's hard. Florida State has an excellent defense, but Texas has so many weapons. Yeah. As we saw today, Quinn Ewers. 35 of 46, four TDs, 452 passing yards today. Did you guys know that I learned this today, that the average margin of victory in the playoffs so far, you know what it is? No. It's 16 points. That's not close ball games. And I think that I, I believe that the, the playoff committee, they'll, they know if they let Florida State in, regardless of this outcome, they'll get blown out. It's going to happen. You want to do the good thing. You want to do the right thing, maybe, yeah. by letting them in because they, they did what they needed to do all year long, but they don't stand a chance in the playoffs. And with, with their backup quarterback, who is nice, but not a, a difference maker at all, to say the least. So, interesting to see. Uh, one other score we haven't talked about Tulane is trying to get in as the top non five power conference to get into a New Year's Day game, and they're losing right now to the SMU Mustangs. SMU leads 17-14 to 14 in the American Conference, American Athletic Conference Championship. This is the last game for SMU in the American Athletic Conference because they're moving to the ACC, which is goofy as things are goofy. And we saw the last uh, Pac-12 championship game in the last Pac-12 game last night. Washington defeated Oregon 34-31, and Scotty and I were talking about that, Ben. We believe the Washington win was the best thing for Texas because you didn't want to get Oregon muddling up the works of one loss Washington, one loss Oregon. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I agree that Oregon was they were shown that they were not that good. It was the most preposterous thing that Vegas had them that high of a favorite. It, it, Nine and a half it, points. It, to a yeah. team that was ranked higher than them. It, it was absolutely insane to me. Well, Oregon's a, they're a darn good team, as you both know. I mean, they were behind 20-3 to and came back and took the lead 24-20. to They can score fast. Oh, they yeah. can. And, yeah. and I, would be, I would be very excited, even though I'd be let down if Texas isn't in the 14 playoff, if Texas were to play Oregon in a bowl game. I don't know if that's possible. Or Ohio State. That yeah. would be great. That would yeah. be great, but I think the, the, the word is, and people are speculating if Texas does not go, Texas would go to the Cotton Bowl to face Missouri. Missouri is a good football team. Don't get me wrong. Missouri is very good, but uh, the glamour factor would not be there because it, Texas would rather, I believe, play Oregon State or uh, Oregon State or an Oregon. Mm-hmm. I think also 
I think Texas really wants to face Washington in the playoffs. After last year's game, Washington is blowing out Texas. I think Texas would like another shot at Penix and that Huskies team, who are, like we said, it's a nice ball club. They are really good. Penix is so much fun to watch. They deserve to be in these playoffs. Oh, they, they do, undoubtedly. They, they deserve 100% to be in, and I was happy to see them win. Well, they do, but they, like Texas, they've had close calls during the year. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, but every team that goes through a season undefeated, or even in Texas' case with one loss, you're going to dodge some bullets oh, yeah. you know, along the way. Yeah, even Georgia's. They've, they've dodged some bullets this year. They have. Missouri played them close. Georgia Tech played them close. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a one dominant team in college football, and it's not Georgia. You look at most of Georgia's great defensive players, they're playing for the Eagles this year. Well, really, so. the most dominant team has been Michigan. Yeah, and they, who they played play? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody in the and tonight. Well, 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 they did beat Ohio State. They beat Ohio, Ohio State, State was the only was the right only real yeah. matchup they had, and they just skated through this whole season. Iowa tonight, in my opinion, will be a cakewalk. It shouldn't be even a question as to whether they'll win or not. If I had your bookies number, I'd bet on Iowa right now. Would you? Yeah, because I think Iowa's going to slow it down, and they play very very good defense. And I just and I love I like Kirk Ferenz a lot, and they're not going to score. They're not going to score much at all. I think there's a prop bet that they were talking about on game day. There's a prop bet that you can bet, I think it's plus 15,000, that Iowa scores at least one point in all four quarters. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, it's a shame the Big Ten doesn't have the same kind of setup as the Big 12 or the or the Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever it is. Or the SEC. Uh, well, the SEC has. They're, 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 they have divisions. They got divisions. But it, wouldn't it be great to see another Michigan-Ohio State oh, game? That would be fun. I mean, because that, that was a good game. Last yeah, year. it was. And, again, we all know it's hard to beat a team twice. So that if, if that were the case, there would be some serious controversy and some uh-ohs if there was another Ohio State-Michigan matchup in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, you, you, gotta, you sort of have to feel for Ryan Day the head coach at Ohio State because here oh. looking they're at home this weekend and they're not getting to play and they're going to get they're not going to be anywhere close to a playoff because they're going to knock them down. No, and they they may be one of the best three teams in the country. Yeah. They probably are instead of fifth or sixth like they're going to end up. Right. But the good news is next year we don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no kidding. I 12 mean, teams and the top 4 teams get buys, but it's going to be cool. We were talking about it uh, yesterday. It's going to be really fun to have a December if, if the Texas Longhorns get in the top 12, have a, an extra game here at DKR in December. That mm-hmm. will be a lot of fun. whole bunch of fun. All right, this is the 15th Club broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, brought to you by ABC Bank and by Texas Mutual Insurance. Coming up next hour, Bob Ballou of KI, the only person I know who picked Texas to win the national championship, will be with us driving back from Arlington. He'll be with us at 630. And we'd love to take your phone calls about this situation, about are the Longhorns in is it all about Florida State, or what does it play with Alabama and Georgia? 512-836-0590. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ. Back right after this. Yes, we're the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. This is Ben Clements of the End Zone Club. You're listening to Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on the 15th Club on KLBJ. Houston Oilers. Man, I love that song. Now, I've got to ask you guys, Ben Clements is here with Ed Clements, Scotty Sayers, here at Dirty Martins. Uh-huh. Is that a better song than Fly, Eagles, Fly? Uh, <laughs> it means more to me than Fly, Eagles, Fly. I don't wonder if Pete Adinsky's <laughs> listening, but 
Fly Eagles Fly is a great song, too. The uh, Hail to the Redskins was a great yes. song. The Dallas Cowboys used to have a fight song. Fly Eagles Fly is pretty legendary, and I hate saying that as a Cowboys fan. But I can't remember song. the Cowboys fight song. Oh, ye Dallas fans, stand up and cheer. Let the whole old... Do, 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 Teams don't have fight up. songs anymore. You don't well, see no, Except the Eagles. Except the Eagles, but nobody has them anymore. Washington had a band, and they dress up like Indians. Uh-huh. But well, that's <laughs> out the door now. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the 15th club on KOBJ. We'll be followed by the End Zone Club at 6 o'clock with Ed and Ben. We're brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, and we will be having Imagine Muni 3 on March 24th next year as part of the 100-year celebration Fantastic, yeah. of Muni. Donald Ross Sportswear, Adele Goff, Zilker Belts, and Terios, and we're going to have Sammy Joseph uh, talk about his new business uh, on the 15th Club in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Now, do you have any announcement of music for the um, Imagine Muni? I know you may have some special guests. You probably can't mention them, but probably special guests. We're going to keep that a secret for a little longer, but we do have Ray Benson and and Jimmy Vaughn are going to do some really special stuff for us, but we've got got some big-name entertainment, but we're going to we're going to sit on that for a little while. Oh, the entertainment bill. There's some other charity events in town, like the Matthew Mack and Jack and some other things. And uh, Rodeo always has great oh, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. We'll, have a, we'll have a big fun time, I promise you I that. I can't wait to hear that. Okay, Georgia has the ball. They're driving. They're inside the 20-yard line of Alabama. They just started, well, they started the fourth quarter four minutes ago. Uh, just over 10 minutes to play. Georgia scrimmages and Georgia's passing towards the end zone it's complete about the two-yard line so the georgia bulldogs are knocking at the door they trail by 10 points though it's 20 to 10 with 10 23 to play in the game at atlanta earlier today the texas longhorns uh, behind the arm of quinn ewers defeated oklahoma state 49 21 ewers four touchdown passes and a total of 452 yards and by the way georgia just scored to close the gap, PAT to follow. But a great day for Quinn Ewers, and I thought one of the keys, fellas, was Quinn Ewers distributed the ball beautifully today to, golly, it must have been six Longhorn wide receivers. He really distributed the ball beautifully. Well, they didn't mess around with uh, establishing a running game, I'll tell you that. They came out firing and didn't let up in the first half. Third quarter, they got a little conservative, like you said earlier, Ed. Uh, but that was just to run some time off the clock, I think, with a 35-14 lead, and then they built on that. Yeah, uh, Texas looked really good on all, all on all sides of the ball, and it's impressive because without Jonathan Brooks, you know, Texas thought, "Uh-oh, there goes the rush game." But C.J. Baxter really stood up, and he he filled that hole fairly well. Then Jaden Blue added a lot to that, also, who who really came in as a as a good secondary to C.J. Baxter, and, you know, this running back room for Texas is only going to get better here the next year, so, you know, looking forward, if C.J. Baxter and Jonathan Brooks come back next year and Quinn Ewers, this ball club's only going to get better. They distributed the ball, get this, I just looked, 10 different receivers caught passes today, including Trevondra Sweat, the defensive lineman who had a two-yard touchdown uh, in that game, which was really cool to see, but 10 different receivers, the leading receiver... Uh, was Jatavian Sanders with eight catches. Jordan Winnington had a terrific name with four catches. A.D. Mitchell was six. Uh, Worthy, T. 
today had six catches. He went out injured, but Steve said after the game, and we'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian after 6 o'clock, that uh, he, uh, the, the tests were negative on broken bones or anything out of his ankle. Uh, i got to ask you guys. Uh, you all remember 2009, Texas beats Nebraska to go to the national championship. 09 Texas faces off against 2023 Texas. Who wins? Man, oh, man, that was Colt McCoy. Oh, man, I like. I think Colt's better than Quinn, but Quinn had a magnificent day. I don't know, Ben. I don't know who wins that game. I think um, I like the wide receivers for Texas now, and I like the running backs now. I like the 09 team. Do you? I, that team was so good. Yeah. That if Colt hadn't gone down, we win the national championship, and we, you know, we had some close games that season. I mean, we're again, we're thinking. Think back to before the Tech game for this Texas team. How many close calls we had. And if this was a nine and three team or whatever, yeah, should, we wouldn't be having this yeah, discussion. Right. They're good, believe me. We're good this year. Yeah. Uh, and yours is having a, a great season, but I think that '09 team was really. Yeah, really that's good. a good point because we talked about. I, I call this the charm team. I still think they're charmed because they got the good spot against Houston. Kansas State goes brain dead, and uh, TC runs out of time. That could have been three losses. It really could have been. And they get a break today because, quite frankly, this would have been a whole different situation if Texas would have faced the Oklahoma Sooners or Kansas State, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. They might have. They probably still would have won, but it would have been a much tougher game. Now, I'm not sure we'd have beat Kansas State. Uh, I think we'd have beat Oklahoma. And it's interesting, Will Howard, transfer yeah. portal. Will, yeah. Will Howard in the transfer portal. The Arkansas quarterback in the transfer portal. DJ Uglalela of Oregon State in the transfer portal. And the transfer portal officially opens up Monday. And it could be wild. Uh, what? Do you, let me just throw this out. I don't know if he'll enter. He, he won't enter the transfer portal now because it'll make everybody mad. But I think Malik Murphy has to enter the transfer portal. And I understand Charles Wright the fourth-team quarterback, just to get a chance to play, may enter the transfer portal. Well, he, yeah, Charles has got two years of yeah. uh, eligibility, and we, we hope he gets a chance to yeah. play somewhere. Uh, Will Howard, wouldn't Sonny Dykes love to have him? Oh, yeah, Or absolutely. wouldn't the new A&M oh, yeah. coach love to yeah. have him just to start building on that? And I think, the, I think the, the quarterback for UCLA is also in the mix. The Arkansas quarterback, who's a giant, who's about the size of Malik Murphy, uh, he's not happy. He's not happy. Uh, with the way things are going at Arkansas. So it's just a different time in college football. You heard earlier this week uh, what they said at Nebraska. Uh, the coach at Nebraska, whose name just escaped me, uh, said, hey, we need a quarterback, but to get one, we're going to have to spend a million and a half or $2 million yeah. to get a quarterback. Was that Matt Rule that said Matt that? Rule yeah. said yeah. that yeah. Matt Rule said that. Thank you. Matt Rule said, he's just real honest, we got we to get a million and a half dollars or $2 million and get a quality quarterback. Well... They can they can dredge up some money out there oh, from Lincoln and Omaha and some of those. Uh, yeah, I think they'd come up with it if the right guy, yeah, was on the verge. You yeah. think Malik Murphy will be the right guy for some of these teams to to get that million dollars? I don't think he'd go to Nebraska. Well, not I mean, Nebraska, but no. you think Malik is worth a million dollars to a team? I sure. think he is. I think he he may go West Bend because he's from the uh, L.A. area. He would be a fit to me for UCLA. What about USC? USC? Yeah, My USC. gosh. Yeah. I mean, you go out there and, and play at USC in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's a whole thing there. I think that's a landing yeah. place for him for sure, and they would come up oh, with a million bucks easy. Money. Yeah. But it's just going to be interesting to see how this all flanges out. All right. Uh, Alabama leads Georgia 20-17. to 17. Under nine minutes to play, Alabama has the ball. 
Uh, we're going to talk a lot of football. It'll be all football from 6 to 7. Not only talk about the Longhorns, we'll have some uh, special guests and callers. Also, uh, some megaton games tomorrow. The NFL, most notably, San Francisco at the Philadelphia Eagles. And Ben will tell us why in the world are the Eagles a home underdog tomorrow? And I want to talk about the great game tomorrow down in Houston between the Houston Texans and the Denver Broncos. That could be a big step for a one winning team, one team, the winning team, to get to uh, the uh, NFL playoffs. I was disappointed Philadelphia has been able to win the last two weeks. I mean, especially last week. Uh, Buffalo, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You talked to Mitch Morris this week, Ben? No, I have not. I want to stay away from that for, for a little while. Let him kind of digest. Yeah, have him on the show after a win, not, yeah, ex- not a hard ex- loss. Exactly, yeah. I saw that I think they're 30% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, not good. And they got so many good players, and they got more bad news. Von Miller got arrested this week in charge with domestic assault. So. And they got to play the Cowboys, who are playing really well. Playing them in Buffalo, that's the yeah. only good thing for them. Okay, we got a break for the news. After that, it's the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. As we go to our break, Alabama leads 20-17, to 17, under eight minutes to play. We'll keep you up to date on this game. We'll be back with the End Zone Club after the news right here on KLBJ. At the Comeback Bar and Grill, at the Comeback Bar and Grill. 